0: Luxembourg's Green Room, the Eurovision Podcast.
1: Hello everyone, back in the Green Room. This is Chrissy, and I'm really happy that you decided to join us again to talk about the Luxembourg Song Contest. In this episode, we're going to talk about the casting at the Rock Hall in a little more detail. But if you haven't heard Luxembourg, Luxembourg goes to Eurovision, Eurovision. So I'm just going to chat a little bit about what it was like for me as an outsider, not one of the participants, not one of the judges, not one of the producers, to just come into the Rock Hall at the day of the auditions. Um, So when I got in, I have to be honest, I've been to the Rock Hall many times. And this huge like area where you're usually like getting drinks and people are waiting before they go into the main room or the small room, whatever. um, It was so quiet. I had to be honest like it was you could feel the tension of the artists and you could just feel how like whoever they brought along to like give them support some people even had dancers with them some were like oh my god I need to go change some were like in the middle of like um, warming up some were just like trying to get like focus on themselves others were just like randomly chatting along others were just like chatting to each other like artists in between each other and I found that really it was really interesting because i've never felt such a like a an empty room and the echoing of like a little bit of people talking warming up like their vocals it just felt like yeah you could feel the Eurovision tension coming, like I have to be honest, it was a feeling that was very surreal to me. Like I wasn't, I wasn't performing, I didn't have to perform, but I have to be honest, it really felt like I was part of it, and I was about to go on stage when I was allowed to go in because I was allowed to go in to actually watch the auditions. Um, I didn't see many because I was more on the outside, actually interviewing some people and getting the emotions, getting in some insights for you guys. I um yeah, I went in and like first of all you can see like I wanna I wanna do this visually. So it was in the small hall. So it wasn't in the big one, it was in the small hall. Um for those of you who have been there, that small hall is usually very filled. It felt feels very personal. You have the stage, um, then an area where people can stand on the floor, and then you have like stairs on one side that go up and a balcony that goes all the way around. Um, where you can stand and also watch some um, some of the concerts if they do open up that area, which I really like. Um, f- in this particular case, you wa- I walked through those heavy doors because they kept them closed. So even from the outside, you could hear the others perform doing their sound checks. So there was like you could see all like either parents or friends that just came along. Um, they just like pushed themselves to the door to like hear because they weren't allowed to go in and actually see the audition. So you could just like, you could hear most of it, but not like, it was a bit muffled. So when I got, when you come in, um, there was like, like this black curtain kind of thing, which is the back, like when you w- looked at it from the other side, it was the bla- uh, the backdrop of where the judges were sitting. So the table was in front of it. And then the five judges, Um, you had cameras pretty much everywhere. Photographers were inside as well. Um, And then a little bit on the right side where I was allowed to sit was like the, some of the producers that had like the screen where they could see what the cameras were showing, and then upstairs, you obviously had the technicians and some more cameras. So I was watching from the right side, um, like on the floor on the bottom, I wasn't upstairs, and um, yeah. So, what happens was, um, one by one, the um, yeah, so the people, the artists came in, they were brought in by someone, um, they were like, they got their mics put on. And then they basically was like, yeah, you go on stage, um, do like you have 30 seconds to do like a mic check. Um, and I did feel like you could see, although like they weren't like taking notes yet, the the judges, the jury members, um, they were, they were kind of already looking at the vibe of the, of the artists. Like you could see, okay, how they're interacting, how they're, how is their sound check in a way? Not like how are they singing but like are they like easy and fine are they like normal with like it does make a difference how your character is already and how you're behaving at that point and um so yeah and then obviously they did their 30 seconds of um mic checks whichever they needed and then it was like okay um can you just quickly say who you are and um let's go so they basically had a full five minutes to give it their all like they they didn't have much time like it's it's make or break you had to give everything you had to be um 110 percent the second you walked in there you were being watched you were being judged something that not everyone is comfortable with and um I have to be honest sometimes you could feel it and see it um in body language and sometimes it took a second for the people that came on stage to adjust because not every of these artists has ever performed on a big stage and some have never been in Raquel which is pretty awesome that they were able to even do this there but um, yeah so I just I asked a couple of the artists um, that were present um, wh- how their journey was to get to Eurovision so um, I've asked, um, so you're going to hear a couple of words from the journey from Yes, from the space miners and MANA so I'm just going to leave the word to them so they can explain what their journey was getting to Eurovision.
0: Uh, hi I'm Yes. I've been doing music for uh, 15 years, uh, creating songs for 15 years. Uh, I've been living in Luxembourg for a few years now and at the beginning of the summer when I saw that uh, Luxembourg is got, was gonna uh, organize a contest for the Eurovision. I started writing a new song in English for uh, uh, Eurovision because I was so you know uh, hyped or pumped <laughs> that's what led me to this place when I was creating the song producing the song uh, and kind of defending it or presenting it here um, tonight yeah
1: are you happy with what you put on stage
0: uh, Yeah, mixed feelings, because I'm quite um, hard uh, towards myself, so (laughs) uh, I'm quite happy with the delivery, the vocal delivery, Uh, less happy with the movements on stage, because I I know I can do better and uh, yeah, just having the the jury in front of you, uh, it's just so intimidating, you know, so I think it kind of uh, puts you in a cage. We are the Space Miners, and the reason we participated in Eurovision was, we're all Eurovision fans, we all grew up with it, and when we heard that Luxembourg was back after 30 years, we were just all, our first reaction was, we have to audition, and we didn't even know there were going to be auditions at that point, and then when, when it was announced that everybody could audition who was living in Luxembourg and, and has a link to Luxembourg, we were completely in, and we're a band that plays music for fun, you know, so we're, we're all uh, music lovers, and that's how we got together to play in the Space Miners. And so the reason we're participating is to have fun.
1: So... I know that Eurovision, since I'm like seven, that would be the special day of the year that we will all gather with my family and watch until late at night. That was my late night to wait for the points. So I always remember Luxembourg as douze points giving to some countries. And then I, I learned French after. But this was my first word in, in French that I knew. And it was always the very special event for my family.
0: Well, I think as Pauline said, as uh, participation has always been on our mind directly since it was announced and for me coming from ireland as well ireland has a lot a lot of the, the top number of eurovision winners uh, ever so for me it was a huge huge event like shirley said as well it's always been something on in the house at home and first then to write a song then for it is a huge huge honor and pleasure and it's a super super fun for us so it's a very very good platform for us as well to to develop as a group as well so i'm delighted
2: uh, hi, I'm Mena and um, I got inspired to be part of this Eurovision contest because I like it was already a wish of mine when I was little and when I heard that I can get this chance and participate in something that's very big and really get me gets me out of my comfort zone. I was very excited because I, I was like okay, I can try it and I can get out of my comfort zone and try something new maybe. It's one of a lifetime chance, so
1: so how much do you love performing?
2: Uh, so I enjoy it really, really a lot. Um, it's something when you're like on stage and you're performing, you really get out of your skin. You're like yourself. And that's something so
1: beautiful. And yeah. I think it's no secret that everyone somehow has a love for Eurovision or has somehow watched it as a child. So um, I asked a couple of... Um, artists that you might know as well, um, which is even, which is a local Luxembourgish band, Um, why did they even decide to participate at Eurovision? And I also got a little insight to their song. They unfortunately did not make finals, but I have to be honest, I could not stand still at their song, still praying. This is, this is me putting it out there, guys. Please release the song. It was really fun. I, always, like, I danced along nonstop when you were playing it. And yeah, so here's a little insight to their song and then also their journey, how they got, how they thought about applying to Eurovision. Who are you?
0: Uh,
3: that's
2: uh, like a collective decision that we made. Uh, we thought um, in, in, in Europe, there are a lot of, in the world right now, there are a lot of uh, bad news and, and very negative wipes. Uh, and we thought, yeah, Eurovision is something nice, something that brings people together. Something where where people can enjoy uh, the diversity that, uh, and the richness of of, uh, of Europe and all around the world, because not only Europe but but uh, the diversity of, of the world and I think we want to be part of it and and give our input uh, in Luxembourg. <laughs>
1: I mean, if that doesn't wake you up, <laughs> I don't know what will. I mean, it's true. Eurovision does bring people together. I've, I'm seeing it um in everyday life right now because everyone. This is all everyone's talking about is Luxembourg song contest. Like, who are your favorites? Who you're like? Who you're voting for? Who you rooting for? Are you waiting for the songs to be released to kind of pick which is your favorite? Which is personally what I will do because I think that's important to kind of have an overview about everyone, even the artists that I don't know yet or don't know I've only I mean I'm honest, I've stalked a little bit all the artists on their Instagrams and um, because I wanted to like I didn't know all of them so I wanted to know what their what their song what their sound was like, what their music was like and it's really diverse and it's really great how um, this whole Eurovision community is kind of like I feel like it's growing and buzzing in the country and I really really enjoy that. Another question that I found very important and that I think is very, very cool to hear is what does Eurovision mean to like the artists that are participating? And like, yeah, is there any memories that they have about watching Eurovision? And so I'm just going to leave the word to a couple of artists. First off, Zana. Then you're also going to hear a little bit from One Last Time, which is the band that made it to finals. Um, from Marcy as well and Edson, who also made the finals.
2: For me, it's like when I used to be a child, my mother always forced us to watch the Eurovision and she was like very, a big fan. So it's for me like um, very an honor to be part of this and to be selected to do this edition. So I'm very, I'm very excited and I, yeah, I'm willing to to show all my, all I have and yeah, all my energy.
3: I mean everyone knows about it everyone watched it we watched it as kids with our parents and uh, it's a huge honor to be part of it and to represent our country
2: When I was a kid I was I always asked myself why isn't Luxembourg there and that's also a reason and I I want to to represent our our country so I was born in
4: 1993 so the last year when Luxembourg uh, participated and I mean that's a little sign and uh, I'm really looking forward to it
2: Well for me, Eurovision was always like a huge dream. I think uh, it's a bit like the Olympics for like singers. Um, I think Eurovision is all about like community and creating this one event where like most of Europe can like take part in and share and see what the musical cultures of each other's countries are, and therefore. I think it's really nice that Luxembourg gets the chance to like, become part of that again and to show that here we are, we also have yeah, like music and music industry here. And yeah,
1: that's nice. I mean, they all agree. Watching Eurovision makes you feel like you're part of something bigger. Like not just watching, I mean, they have the chance to even maybe represent Luxembourg going to Eurovision in Malmö. The acts are all so diverse every year, and it's just like our pre-selection artists. So many different backgrounds and music styles, groups, solos, bands. It is truly a celebration of all our differences, yet they all seem to agree on what makes the ESC so special. Obviously, the entertainment value is huge. It has a huge tradition. I mean, it exists for such a long time now. And I think they all have a passion for music, even though personally, I don't even I don't play an instrument i've i've i mean i've sang, I've sang in a school choir, but I would never call myself a musician. And I think, I still have a passion for music and that's what unites us, this sense of unity and it's also, this is also mirrored in the live shows, backstage and as well in the songs. So we've got another two artists that are telling us what Eurovision means to them, which is um, Yes, which you've already heard, and also Irem.
0: Uh It means uh, many different cultures uh, showing the best they have, you know, in Europe. And uh, it's a competition that's, for me, centered around uh, joy, uh, lights, uh, all kinds of emotions you can think of think of, and all of this um, around music. So as music is my passion, it's like one of the greatest events you can think of uh, about music for me.
2: Oh, it means, to me personally, it means my childhood. I just remember sitting in front of the TV and watching Eurovision with my family and it would be this huge event in our family. So it's what it represents
1: for me personally. I mean, some of these artists I interviewed before their performance, um, most of them after their performance. And I think um, one performance in particular um, that I, I actually saw and I actually really enjoyed as well, um, was a song you probably already know because it does it, it has made the round. It did make the round in the ESC world, even though they have not been picked for the final. And you probably already know who I mean. It's Child and Mass. Um, I mean, Nightcall is a beautiful song, and um, they also talked about the fact that they were really sad that they weren't able to do this together anymore. But let's not forget, Child did make it to finals. But I'm gonna leave the stage to them, expl- like. Don't forget, this is was before they even knew if they made the final or not. So this is all coming from um, just after their performance of Night Call at the casting.
3: Well, it means a lot to be here already, to be in the pre-selections. Um, it's, uh, I mean, for, for a child, it's a, it's a childhood dream <laughs> yeah. for sure. Um, and uh, for me, it's just an honor to be part of it. And um, well, if... And if we if we make it to the fi- well to the finals and if we make it um, to represent Luxembourg at the Eurovision Song Contest, well, that would mean the world to both of us, and uh, it would not only mean a lot to us, like career-wise, but also to be able to do it together. That would be incredible.
4: It would just prove a point. I think it would prove this thing that we keep telling each other about. We can ma- we'll do it. We can do it, we can do it, we can do it, we can do it. Keep going because it's hard sometimes and just grinding and grinding and grinding.
1: I personally have to say I loved that at the end there was um, a little bit of a hint. Well, hint. There was a couple of Luxembourgish phrases which I loved. Um, was that on purpose? Was that something you said from the start? We need to put it in or how did that idea come alive?
4: I actually had a dream. About those sentences as we were writing the song and uh, I was in Estonia for a festival and I I just called Maz I was like, we need to do this in Luxembourgish and it's going to sound like that. I mean, we changed the sentences after, you know, uh, as we rewrote the song a million times. But uh, yeah, no, it was planned. Uh, We wanted to. So the first part of the song is for Europe. The second part is for Luxembourg.
1: And what was the process of finding out Luxembourg is going to your vision again, to being here?
4: Crazy wild, uh, a phone blowing up and all your thoughts being triggered (laughs) and high speed to learning how to deal with it and just
3: slowly, rationally think about it. And also really, we needed to prepare ourselves and we've been working on it for months now and uh, it was, uh, it was a crazy, crazy process. <laughs> just
4: to release Nightcall already felt like such an achievement for us because yeah. we were like, oh my God, it's out. <laughs> yeah.
0: totally out.
3: And now it's out of our control as, as well. Also, it, that's a bit the same feeling that I have right now. Same. So no matter what happens, we did our thing. We, did we, we tried our best and now we're just, you know, we'll see. <laughs>
1: I love how you can feel the passion coming from them both, and you can tell they're just really good friends. And I think that's, I think that's what breaks some people's hearts is that they aren't able to actually put this together on the big stage. Um, but don't forget, night call. As you say, it's your song. It, it belongs to the world, and everyone can listen to it like nonstop on, the, on all platforms. Um, I still do. But yeah, just to get a little idea um, of how the songs were actually selected um, and the acts. So after each performance, the judges did take notes. I, I actually watched that. I looked at that. They had like a huge pile of notes at the end of the day that they took each day with them. They decided at the end of each day they're going to have a meeting. I think they it was long meetings as far as I've heard. I mean, I wasn't allowed to go inside. It was in a closed room. Um, closed doors I wasn't allowed to in I don't think anyone was allowed in other than the judges and yeah they just yeah they just chatted about each artist and song and I think they kind of like so because I mean obviously there was so many songs I think there was 70 songs and 50 artists Um, it was impossible to have an overview after three days of it all so I mean taking notes is what's important um so again, I, me, we as outstanders do not know how they choose the acts or the songs, how they pick the finalists. Um, I mean, if you've listened to the last podcast, you probably know um, their criteria um, to which we received insights. Um, and I think we just have to trust them because they're they're well-known and well-established names in the ESC. And we we just got to trust them that they know what they thought was the best thing and the best person, the best band, the best group, duo, we even have a duo, um, to represent Luxembourg. So yeah, but let's not forget, Child's Dream, Childhood Dream is still alive and he still has a chance to represent Luxembourg on the 27th of January. Another couple of post-performance interviews I took was Atzen. Um We also have Melina, which is one of the youngest youngest participants to enter and also caught a glimpse of Rafaela, which is um, one of the two women in the duo with Angie. I'm gonna let them tell their story. Yeah,
4: um, I feel relieved. Um, I'm glad that that the performance is now and that I did it. Um, yeah, it was it was a bit nerve-wracking before because I, I was super nervous, but now everything's cool.
1: So what inspired you to enter the Eurovision Song Contest?
4: Well I think the Eurovision contest was something that I have been watching since I was a little kid with my mom and now just that like the opportunity is there like for me there was n- like no second like I was not even questioning it like it was it was clear that I wanted to to do this
3: Yeah I I was so nervous about the about the show and it was like a bit a bit stressful because with the with the crowd and I was like ah oh, but it was nice it was nice yeah yeah, I'm 16 years old. And um, it was my dad. He was like, do something, do something. And I was like, no, it was it was like, I'm 16. I can't do that. And he was like, yeah, you can do that. And uh, that was my choice. And I performed for Eurovision. Yes. When did you start
1: singing and performing?
3: Yeah, I love singing. It's my it's my life. Uh, and I started singing in, uh, in my school. There was like some bands, school bands, and there I found my passion because my uh, my teacher was like, do something, you can sing. I was like, okay. And then I tried and it was amazing.
2: Yeah. I think it's so amazing and so overwhelming that Luxembourg is coming back after 30 years for every contestant, not just for myself, but it's so exciting for our little country to be back and to show our true colors
1: and to, to show what we can do. I think that's awesome. The couple, um, how did you get to these songs and why enter five songs to the Eurovision Song Contest in Luxembourg? That's amazing! So um, that's quite a good story. So
2: um, when I started, when I auditioned the first time, I wasn't expecting this at all. Um, I thought okay I will have maybe one song or two and then uh, when I was um, starting everything I was already at so many songs when I got to enter the songs now it was three songs of mine and I had the chance that the three of them got through And then afterwards, RTL, they contacted me that they have another two songs for me that I should try out. And I was feeling overwhelmed, but uh, I said, let's go, we try it. How, how, have fun and why not? And yeah,
1: that's, that's the story. (laughs) Yeah, unfortunately I didn't get to interview all of our finalists because um, yeah, I just wasn't able to catch them all (laughs) during the three days. Um, I did get a last glimpse of one last time just before they went on and I just asked them like if they're nervous or what their thoughts were before performing. Absolutely excited.
3: I would say some more than others. Yeah, I'm happy. Yeah. No, you're good. We're doing this
4: yeah we're absolutely good i mean we rehearsed a lot over the last days uh and on the other hand yeah it's 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 pressure because normally you got your show like 30 minutes and 50 minutes and you can do a mistake but in these three minutes you don't have space for mistakes so uh, yeah it's a little pressure but um, we can handle it
1: and they must have done well. I unfortunately wasn't able to see them. But uh, One Last Time did make it into the final. And even better, I will be chatting to them as well as Gerald Marcus in the next episode. So be glad. Um, I can already tell you, you will laugh a lot. I was laughing a lot during the recording. And uh, so be excited for the next episode that's coming out because it will be really fun. Um, and don't forget to follow the RTL Eurovision accounts across all social media as well as their website. Do stay updated on everything Luxembourg's Song Contest news as well as when the next episodes are coming out of Luxembourg's Green Room, the Eurovision podcast. Um, that's me, that was Chrissy, and I hope you're all having a great day. See you soon. Hear you soon.
0: Luxembourg's Green Room, the Eurovision podcast.